Hi team, welcome back to Becoming a Doctor. I'm Kira, a third year medical student at the University of Birmingham. And I'm Lucy, a second year medical student at the University of Cambridge. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest insights about life as a medical student, discuss current affairs and talk to guests to inform and motivate you on your journey to becoming a doctor. Welcome to our Open Pod mini-series where we interview medical students from all different medical schools. We'll pick their brains and ask all the important questions you would have asked on an open day. There's an awful lot to consider when choosing your medical school, but don't worry, we break it down with our one-to-one guests to help you make the most informed decision possible. So, don't let a global pandemic get in the way of choosing the medical school that's right for you. So, even if you're not in year 12, now is the best time to start prioritising what you want in your medical school. You'll be there for five or six years and you're definitely going to want to enjoy it, so make sure you think about location, the type of course, clinical contact and intercalation, and these are all things we're going to discuss with our guests in each of our Open Pod episodes. Before we jump into this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at how to become a doctor with Dr. Svelte DR, where we'll be posting behind the scenes, doing live Q&As and much more. Hi, my name is Eleanor and I'm going into fourth year at BSMS, having just intercalated between third year and fourth year. Amazing. So would we be able to start off by talking a bit about how the course is delivered and structured? So maybe if we start in first and second year and then from there onwards? Sure, so the first and second year, I think like a lot of universities are called your preclinical years. Um, and these are mainly integrated and systems-based. So the systems you go through are split into three terms. You'll do, in first year, you'll do foundations and then heart, lungs and blood and then nutrition and metabolism. And then second year, you'll move on to things like neuroscience, MSK, reproduction and endocrinology. And this is mainly lecture-based and they're all recorded. And but you also have smaller group teaching, which we call module tutorials. And there are some sessions where patients come in and talk about their experiences um, within the lectures, which is really good. And um, you'll have some practical sessions and then also your anatomy teaching, which is taught in a variety of different ways. Okay. Um, So you mentioned it's lecture based. What proportion of your time will be spent in lectures in an average week, maybe? Yeah, so definitely for first and second years at uh, Brighton and Sussex, Mm -hmm. it's pretty lecture heavy. So you'll have some days that are like maybe half a day as lectures or some days where the whole day is lectures. And do you find the lectures are effective? Because I think it depends on the type of person, obviously, but a lot of people think, oh, lectures aren't, aren't as effective as smaller groups. Do you find it worked well? Yeah, definitely. So I am someone who definitely struggles to keep concentrating for like the 50 minutes or however long the lecture is. But they do um, make an effort to record as many as possible, which I found really helpful. And I'm quite a a visual and auditory learner, so I quite like the style, Mm -hmm. really. So you mentioned that anatomy is taught in a variety of ways, I think. How is anatomy taught? So we have, we're in groups of eight where we get our own cadaver, so we get the full body dissection. We'll probably have like one of those sessions in the anatomy lab a week. Um, And then we also have like prosection we also have living anatomy sessions where it's kind of useful of clinical examinations where you might um, draw out the markings of the liver on someone's body or something. And we have also, they print, they 3D print like um, organs or bones and stuff and you get to like have them on a life system, which is really cool. That's so and cool. also we have like ultrasound sessions in first oh, wow. and second year um, as well, which is really cool and quite useful for clinical. Yeah. 
And so how frequently would you be um, spending time dissecting on, on your cadavers? Would it be every week or what's, what's sort of, what can I expect? So in the first and second year, it's, it's the majority of weeks you'll spend like a three hour anatomy lab um, session. Well, quite a hefty chunk of time. And then is there any, I think you briefly mentioned something earlier about not just like just kind of a smaller group session. What's what, what happens with smaller group sessions? Yeah, it's a variety of things. Sometimes it's when you a patient comes in and talks in a small group. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it just like running through like a quiz or something on whatever topic you're doing at the time. Or sometimes it's just delving into a topic deeper and the groups that tend to be like eight to 16 people. So, yeah. And how often per week would you say you have smaller group sessions? And um, that's usually around once a week. Okay, so not very often at all. Right. And how big is the cohort overall at Brighton and Sussex? So for my year, it was 130, which they've kind of been growing. And the new intake is 200. Okay. So reasonably, still small, but getting bigger. Yeah. And um, I guess the other thing is, is there much coursework? Because some unis have loads of essays, oh. some don't at all. What's the kind of exam situation like in preclinical years? Yeah. So with um, coursework, for the ones that are summative, so count towards our actual grade, you'll have two big essays. Mm -hmm. So one in year one, one in year two, that are kind of more important. And then you'll have um, several like reflective practice essays um, throughout year one and two as well. Okay, so how do you find managing writing those essays with also like doing your lectures, going to your small group teaching, learning anatomy, revising for your other exams? Which, was it challenging? Yeah. So for those bigger essays, they kind of, you get, part of the time you get is over Easter. So for me, I kind of just set away some time each day of Easter, like an hour to write like a hundred words. So it was quite manageable in that way. So I just kind of spaced it out quite a lot. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, I was going to say, so you mentioned you have a couple of um, patients that come in and have sessions. Is there any time in the preclinical years when you're going out into a GP or a hospital? Yeah, so in first and second year, one day a week is our clinical day. So this will always be, you'll have one or two like clinical skills lectures in the morning, um, which is like communication skills, ethics, epidemiology, something that's kind of clinically related. They might run through a cardiovascular examination in a lecture format. And then you have like a mm -hmm. your GP facilitator group after that. Um, so like you get a GP uh, in who's kind of like your tutor. Um, and you're in groups of like 10 people and they'll go through some kind of something to do with clinical practice. And then so that's your morning with a lecture and a GP. And then in the afternoon, you'll do something that's like a visit or clinical skills practice. Um, you just rotate around the things. So it might be like a GP visit or hospital visit or it will be like um, basic life support teaching or kind of like um, sessions with active patients. So like a, um, a simulated GP clinic kind of format. That's a lot, isn't it? Quite early on, that's really good. So did you get that from the first week? Yeah, so for me, like in the second week, <laughs> I was on a GP placement in the afternoon. So yeah, that was straight from the start of year one. Wow, that sounds amazing. So once you've finished your sort of preclinical years, then you've learned all of the preclinical knowledge, you've learned about the anatomy, you've done your basic clinical skills, like your communication and things. Is that when you then go into clinical years in year three? Yeah, so 
Um, they've introduced at the end of year two, you have a four week clinical immersion period um, where you have like placements and stuff. And then, yeah, so year three, you start doing clinical placements, which is like surgery, medicine, elderly and psych for third year. Um, and you also have one day a week that's lectures for your student selected components as well. Okay, so is your student selected component then just uh, one day a week spread out? How does that work? Um, so you at Brighton and Sussex, you have your SSCs um, in first year, second year and third year. And it's one day a week spread out. Yeah, the whole year you have your SSCs. That's cool. And what about intercalation? Because I think that comes on to a similar topic of you choosing what you want to do. Um, is that compulsory? Where do people? Where can people do it? Yes. Yeah, so um, you can intercalate if you want to. It tends to be about forty percent of the year that choose to intercalate. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's sort of selective in that they'll prioritise you if you're in like the top half of the year. But I definitely know people who are kind of like bottom decile who got to intercalate. So I don't think it's that pressured or competitive um, and you can intercalate at any UK university you want to and lots of my friends went kind of all over the country to intercalate. Yeah um, uh, you mentioned that you intercalated at Imperial so can you tell us a little bit about your experience of moving to a different medical school what was that like? Yeah so it's interesting to kind of have some kind of insight into how two different medical schools work. I did remote medicine at Imperial which was a new course and yeah, the teaching styles were very different because I think they're kind of promoting like team-based learning at Imperial and, and PBL at the moment, which was interesting. Yeah, it was a cool course because I got to do different um, sides of medicine, such as like dive medicine, altitude medicine, which is really cool. And yeah, it's nice to get to know a different um, place. And yeah, I guess it's useful for when you're thinking about applying to F1, maybe if you're trying to compare different cities and what you like out of where you live and stuff. So that was really cool. Definitely. So when it came to um, when like in your clinical years and you're out on placement in hospitals, which hospitals can you be um, placed at when you're at Brighton and Sussex? Yeah, so predominantly in up to from years one to four, it's mainly at the Royal Sussex County Hospital, which is right on the seafront, which is nice. So you can you know, see the sea from the windows. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have placements that are um, in Haywards Heath as well. And then when you're in fifth year, you'll have regional placements. So you can go to Chichester, Worthing, uh, Red Hill and Hastings. But you have some placements before that, which will be further away, but they'll only be for like a couple of days to kind of get a broader experience. So, for example, for psychiatry, I went to Chichester for my forensic psychiatry days. Well, wow, I was thinking because actually that's quite a lot of students at one hospital for like third and fourth year does it feel like there's too many students there or do they manage it well so it's kind of it depends kind of what um what the ward is and kind of what, what specialty specialty you're on I think mm -hmm. for surgery it was quite a lot of people just on vascular surgery and general surgery but then for me for medicine because I went to Haywards Heath there were 10 of us in the whole hospital for medicine wow. so it was quite like I just had like the walk myself basically and that was really nice yeah amazing okay so I think we talked about what it's like as a med life as a med student at Brighton and Sussex what about just living there in general because obviously you're there for five years maybe six if you integrate it's really important to like the area would you be able to talk, talk to us about the opportunities around yeah so I really love Brighton as a city like it's quite arty like we had the fringe festival and stuff 
I'm quite like um, humanities based, quite like those aspects of the city and obviously like living by the sea is really mm-hmm. lovely. I join like the local like sea swimming groups sometimes, which is really cool. And they have like um, a local like triathlon group that does a lot of sea swimming, which I oh, wow. I'm so jealous. In terms of city, it's like it's quite it's known to be like London by the sea, so it has that kind of like quirky kind of like nice like cafes and stuff. And but then again, it's not as kind of big, so you can kind of cycle everywhere within like 20, 30 minutes. It's really um, quite a small city in a way. So I, I was considering applying to Brighton Sussex when I was applying to medical school. And forgive me if I'm completely wrong, but is it split? So there's like the Brighton campus and then there's like a Sussex campus and it's divided by a, like train tracks. So there's like the Sussex University campus and then there's like a the road slash railway. And then on the other side, there's the Brighton University campus and the medical school is on Sussex campus. But to get to the medical school from either campus, it's like 10 minute walk um, or like five minute cycle. So they're not so far apart, but in first year you'll be living on halls, um, half of the year group in Sussex, half of the year in Brighton, but because they're so close to each other, you end up kind of socializing at both campuses as well. So as a BSMS student, are you a member of both universities? Yeah, yeah, you are. So I've been part of like societies at Sussex University and like youth facilities at Brighton University. So I quite like the freedom because there's different kind of levels of like sports teams at each one of the universities. So you can kind of choose which kind of sport is like, if that's your competitive sport, then you'll join the one that is the most active in that. Or if you're um, not so competitive, you'll join the one out of the three that's kind of the least um, kind of competitive, which is quite nice. Okay. Awesome. Is it time for the quick fire round? I think it's quick fire time. Yeah, I've been very efficient today. So number one, what's the best thing about studying at Brighton Sussex Medical School? So I quite like the early clinical exposure and that it's quite um, community orientated. Like you have things in first year where you visit a mum and a baby in their home throughout the year and you visit um, throughout second and third year, you visit a, a couple where one of them has dementia. It's called time for dementia. And you get that continuity of like the two years getting to know them. Um, and you also have time for autism in fourth year. So the different kind of um, places where we'll visit people in their own homes and in the community and over that long period of time is really lovely. And OK, number two, what has been the hardest thing so far about studying medicine? I think it you learn in lots of different ways. So you have to be very kind of organised to piece those things together and kind of link it all together to form kind of the bigger and broader picture which can be quite a challenge yeah definitely I think a lot of people say you have so much content to learn and yeah that's true but then when you've got it all it's making sense and organizing all of that in your head yeah I agree number three why did you personally choose um, Brighton and Sussex Medical School so uh, at the later stages I was choosing between Brighton and Cardiff and I think I kind of got a really good feeling just at the interview day from the interviewers from the other people who are applying with me and also talking to the current students I just looked at them and thought that's the kind of person I want to hopefully become one day (laughs) yeah Yeah. amazing and then number five number four number finally number four um what top tips would you give to any of our listeners who are thinking of applying is there anything in particular the medical school like to see on applications or anything they can do to prepare themselves 
I'd say definitely at interview stage, just kind of be yourself, just demonstrate like how well-rounded person you are and also look up kind of all about the course and kind of the area and everything. Okay. I don't know if this is still true, but when I was applying, I heard that Brighton Sussex doesn't use their personal statement. Do you know if that's still the case? So for me, they use my personal statement, I think. But I think they've stopped doing that. And the idea is because people come from a variety of schools, they might or might have different parents who are doctors or like more help with the application. It kind of, yeah, there's a lot of disparity in the amount of help that people can get with their personal statement. So I think they're trying to move away from that and not use the personal statement in that way. Interesting. Well, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did find it helpful, please do share this podcast with others who may also benefit. Make sure you hit subscribe to be notified when our next episode is released and leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at how to become a doctor with Dr. Spelt DR for exclusive quizzes, behind the scenes content and to stay up to date with all things how to become a doctor. Don't forget to follow at MedicMentor2 to learn more about other opportunities to enhance your application. Please do comment under the Instagram posts for each episode if you've got any thoughts, questions, things you like, things we could do differently and what you'd like us to talk about next because we obviously want to do everything we can to support you and let us know and we are very receptive. That's all so take care guys. Have a good one. Bye! Bye.